Mark chapter 6, verse 31. Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Amen. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic, take a break. Lord, bless your word, bless your preacher, your words, my mouth, in Jesus' name, amen. Take a break. Anyone and everyone who has been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ knows that the end of the Christian life is to become more like Jesus Christ. The end and goal of all that we do as believers is to become more like Jesus Christ. As Christians, we are on a never-ending journey to become more and more like Jesus Christ. The goal Watch Chapel is to become more like Jesus. Not like Mike or LeBron, but like Jesus. Not like Chloe or Halle, but like Jesus. Not like J or B, but like Jesus. Not like your favorite Instagram model, but more like Jesus. Not like Oprah or Kamala but more like Jesus. Not like Jeff Bezos, Steve Jobs, Puff, or Love, as he's now called, but more like Jesus. We are on a never-ending journey to become more like Jesus Christ. For those of us who are rooted and grounded in Scripture, we know that every day and everything we do as believers ought to form, mold, and shape us to become more like Jesus Christ. As we seek to become more like Jesus Christ, fundamentally, we have to do what Jesus did. As we seek to become more like Jesus we have to bless and build bridges like Jesus. As we seek to become more like Jesus, we have to walk and talk like Jesus. As we seek to become more like Jesus, we have to give and forgive like Jesus. As we seek to become more like Jesus, we have to help and heal like Jesus. As we seek to become more like Jesus, we have to worship and witness like Jesus, talk and testify like Jesus, respond and react like Jesus, preach and pray like Jesus, meditate and motivate like Jesus, edify and encourage like Jesus. As we seek to become more like Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, we have to do what Jesus did. According to this New Testament text, 
we witness the disciples of our Lord and Savior emulating the example of Jesus and doing what Jesus did. According to this text, having spent a season of ministry doing the work of the kingdom, preaching, teaching, delivering, healing, and representing Christ as his hands and feet on the earth. Jesus is requesting and encouraging his disciples to pull away lest they break down. According to this New Testament text, Jesus himself is taking a break. And while Jesus himself is taking a break, Jesus is encouraging his disciples to take a break as well. The disciples have been busy, engaged in the work of ministry. Since they have been called and commissioned by Jesus, the disciples of our Savior and Lord and Jesus himself have been immersed and engaged in the work of the kingdom. They have been preaching, they have been teaching, they have been evangelizing, they have been testifying, they have been witnessing, they have been doing the work of ministry. And now in preparation for the next leg, Jesus himself takes a break and is encouraging his disciples to take a break as well. As we seek to become more like Jesus, becoming like Jesus requires that we do what he did and doing what Jesus did is not just confined to preaching and teaching and healing. Doing what Jesus did is not just confined to baptizing, testifying, and doing the work of the kingdom. Doing what Jesus did also includes and requires you and I as his followers taking a break. And as Christians who are engaged in the work of ministry, we have to learn to take breaks in life and in ministry. Too many of us, if the truth be told, are so controlling, so consumed, so hyperactive, so got to be doing something and busybodies that we never take time to take a break. And if the truth be known, while we are busy, we ain't always productive. While we're going here and there, we are not always at our best. While we're showing up for this and that and don't know how to stand still, we are driving ourselves crazy, driving our spouses crazy, our children crazy, and even driving ourselves crazy because we have not learned the fundamental lesson to take a break. Preach Pastor White. And while we should be breaking through, while we should be blessed and enjoying the blessings of Almighty God, too many of us are not breaking through, but we are breaking down in life because we have not yet learned how and when to take a break. 
Can I preach this word on this Sunday morning? And when you and I have yet to learn to take a break, go on and be real with somebody who knows you, you become moody and critical. When you don't take a break, you become annoyed and stressed. When you don't take a break, you become exasperated and exhausted. When you don't take a break, you become frustrated and fatigued. When you don't take a break, you become burned out and you break down. When you don't take a break, you become unproductive and unfruitful. When you don't take a break, when you used to be on fire, you are now dull and floundering and faltering because we have not yet learned to take a break in life. Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, our Redeemer, our Mediator, the answer to our prayers is encouraging himself and the disciples to take a break. And I preach this message to somebody on this Sunday morning to take a break. You have been ripping and running. Take a break. You have gone here and there, take a break. You are driving yourself bananas, take a break. They ain't going to tell you, but you're driving your spouse and your family bananas, take a break. Lighten your load, smile, walk around the block, enjoy the creation of God. Take a break. This New Testament text teaches us if we're going to become more like Jesus, it, just does, it does not just include busyness and productivity for the kingdom. It also includes our willingness to take a break. What does this text teach us about taking a break? Jesus takes a break. Jesus encourages his disciples to take a break. This text teaches us that when we take a break, we become reacquainted with the rhythm of life. Those of us who comprehend and read the Old and New Testament, we understand that life is a rhythm. Nobody but God gave us the rhythm for life and in the Ten Commandments where in the Fourth Commandment, I believe, God told Moses and Israel, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And God himself modeled the rhythm of life. God created the earth in six days, rested on the seventh day. And God, as he sought to get Egypt out of Israel, told the people of God, Work six days, but rest on the seventh day. And now that Jesus, God's son in the New Testament, has been busy, engaged, doing the work of ministry, Jesus tells his disciples, come by yourself away with me. Take a break so they can become reacquainted with the rhythm of life. Those of us who understand life and have lived more than a few years, life is a rhythm. We are not 
constantly going nonstop. If we do constantly go nonstop, we will break down. The human body can make it. I can't believe I think about 96 hours without sleep. But if you go and persist 96 hours without sleep, then mental fatigue becomes so acute that you begin to lose your ability to think with clarity and rationality. Can I preach this? Life is a rhythm. You work and you play. You stand up and you sit down. You fast and you feast. You work and you sleep. And taking a break, Watch Chapel, allows us to become reacquainted with the rhythm of life. Sometimes we are not as productive as we can be because we have just not taken time to become reacquainted with the rhythm of life. Let me say this for somebody who is so hyperactive that you can't hear what I'm saying right now. Don't use scripture to justify your workaholism and not having a life outside the church or outside of your job. Your job is not your identity. The church is not your identity. You better get a life outside of your job, outside of the church, because once you retire, once you die, they're going to roll you in, roll you out. They're going to hire a new search team to fulfill your job and your family will not have benefited from time spent because we have not understood or comprehended the rhythm of life. Take a break to become reacquainted with the rhythm of life, but they take a break not just to become reacquainted with the rhythm of life. They take a break to replenish their resources. The disciples have been doing the work of the kingdom. They have been preaching. They have been teaching. They have been advancing the work of the kingdom. They have been healing. They have been representing God all across the land of Judea. They have just gotten back from the Gadarene territory, Gentile territory. They have been doing the work of the kingdom. And let me say this to somebody, if you have never preached one sermon, you don't know what it means. If you have never taught one Bible study, Awana Vacation Bible School, if you have never led one song, had to learn the lyrics to the song, had to make sure you were in key. If you have never done the work of the kingdom, I'm not talking about IBM, SAS, no hate, no shade. I'm talking about the work of the kingdom. If you have never allowed God to use you to advance the kingdom, do the work of the kingdom, don't hate on something you ain't done. I can do that. No, honey, say what you can do and you ain't done it. Don't talk about what you can do if you ain't done it. Don't step behind the plate if you ain't ready to take the heat. If you can't take the heat, don't say what you can do or you would do better or I could do what he does or I could do what she does and you ain't even done it. Help me preach this, that. Can't quote John 3.16, but you got an opinion on what everything that goes on. Some 
sometimes we need just to take a break to replenish our resources. If resources are expended six days a week or seven days a week, 168 hours in a week, and there's never a time of respite, you can never pour out of an empty cup. A few weeks ago, America dealt with a gas shortage. Don't know if it was really a gas shortage as much as it was a capitalist conspiracy to make more money. That's another sermon for another day. But many of us all across Wake County, all across wherever we're tuning in from, in particular the states up and down I-95 corridor can testify we stood in lines or we were dipping out 4 o'clock in the morning to get gas, having to explain where we're going 5 o'clock in the morning to get gas. Amen. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Get going to get gas. Amen. In order to get gas, this ain't deep, but it's profound. You got to stop, take the car, put the car in, turn the car off, and you got to fill the gas tank. You can't fill an empty gas tank while the car is running. But the car has to be stopped. Come on, talk to me. In order to replenish resources that have been expended. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody try to fill an empty gas tank while the car was moving or while the car was still running. But that's an accident waiting to happen if you don't just take time to stop and refillish an empty tank. So the car can run on a little while longer, but it has to stop. So the resources will be refooled and replenished. Come here, somebody. You've been trying to run on empty. You've been trying to live on empty, preach on empty, sing on empty, play on empty, respond on empty, and you are breaking down because you have not taken time to stop and allow God to pour back into you resources that have been expended. Stop and let God pour into you so you can run on a little while longer. Take a break to become reacquainted with the rhythm of life. Take a break so your resources are replenished. Take a break. To recognize God can use other people. I know this is going to upset the apple cart of somebody's life. I know this is going to require some humility that some of us struggle with. But guess what? God can use somebody other than us. I know some of us have an inflated sense of who we are. Some of us think we are the best thing since sliced bread. We are the catch meow. We are special. We are fine as cat hair. 
Those who are real fine are fine as frog hair. But guess what? You ain't the only fine thing in the world. I know you can preach the horns off a billy boat, but guess what? Somebody else can preach the gospel too. I know you can sing till heaven rejoices, but you ain't the only one who can sing. I know you have the gift of hospitality and a smile that will make butter melt, but guess what? You ain't the only one with the gift of hospitality. I know you can teach and you have a gift. I know you are administratively gifted, but guess what? You ain't the only one who can do what you do. And every now and then, God will have us in a season of sabbatical. God will require us to rest so God can show us that God can use other people. It ain't like we are the only one. What chapel ain't the only church in Wake County? There are other churches doing the work of the kingdom. Harry White ain't the only preacher in Wake County. There are other preachers in Wake County. I ain't the only preacher in the 919. I ain't the only preacher on Tryon Road. There are other churches. There are other musicians. There are other people that love God, that do the work of the kingdom. And when you and I take a rest, it reminds us to make us recognize that God can use other people. And maybe that's why we don't take a break. Maybe that's why we don't sit down. Maybe that's why we don't have seasons of sabbatical because we are so insecure. We are so jealous. We are so envious that we don't want God to promote and use somebody else. Honey, let somebody else get some shine. Let God promote somebody else. Don't be so insecure. Don't be so small. Don't become so jealous that you hate on somebody else who got a gift, who got a talent. Can I preach this to somebody? It is a candle that lights another candle that won't go out. Y'all didn't hear what I said. If a candle lights another candle, neither candle will go out. But one candle is just big enough, secure enough to light another candle so the candle can burn and have its flame. I'm trying to bless somebody right now. It speaks well of you when you and I promote other people and push other people forward. You got to be big enough to be an encourager, to be a sponsor, to be a mentor, to want to see somebody go further, to want to see somebody go to the next level. You got to be big enough and take a break to recognize God can use Take a break to recognize God can use other people. Take a break to become reacquainted with the rhythm of life. Take a break to replenish your resources. But let me close on this first Sunday. Take a break to recollect and rejoice on how God has used you. I didn't preach the sermon in chronological order. You got to go back to verse 30. But the close was so powerful, Benita, I said, I got to close right here. Because, Sister Deborah, when the disciples come back to Jesus,
They have been doing the work of ministry, Deacon Dunn. They've been preaching. They've been teaching. They've been testifying. They've been evangelizing. That they come back in verse 30 and they are reporting to Jesus how God has used them. And they are rejoicing about how God has used them. And sometimes you don't know how God has used you unless you take time to take a break. Sometimes we are ripping and running so much. We are going here and there. We are north and south. We are east and west that we never take time just to chill and recollect and rehearse and remember and rejoice. I just said a whole lot. Every now and then you got to rest. You got to take a break. And when you're taking a break, you ain't just watching Netflix. This ain't just a Hulu hour. This ain't just Netflix and chill. Sometimes you are just recollecting. You are remembering and you are rejoicing on how God has used you. And while you are resting on tonight, while you are resting tomorrow, while you are taking a break, while you are going on sabbatical, while you turn your phone off, while you unplug, I dare you not just to Netflix and chill, but I dare somebody just to remember and rejoice on how God has used you. Think about what God has done around you. Think about what God has done in you. Think about what God has done for you. Think about what you have seen. Think about the miracles you've seen. The answered prayers God has answered. The ways God has made. How God is using you to preach the gospel. How God is using you in media ministry. How God used you to sing your song. I dare you to rejoice about how God is usual. We sing the song, count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. But while you're counting your blessings, the blessings are being used by God. God, you used me to pray for somebody and they got healed. God, you used me to encourage somebody and they got a new leaf on life. God, you used me to encourage somebody. You used me to intercede for somebody. I dare you to count your blessings count how God has used you count what God is doing count the ways that he's making count you didn't stretch forth your rod and open the Red Sea but you prayed for somebody you encouraged somebody. You, you smiled at somebody and they, it, it made that day. You, let me help somebody. You don't know how God is using you. Let me tell somebody right now, God is using you in ways you don't even know. Don't let the enemy discourage you. Don't let the enemy discourage you. Don't let the enemy make you minimize or trivialize what you're doing. Take a break. While you take a break, 
Let God replenish your resources. Become reacquainted with the rhythm of life. Recognize that God can use other people. Recollect how God is using you, how God has used you. You taught a little kid in Sunday school, in vacation Bible school, 10 years ago. Now that little kid is in a doctoral program because you believed in him. And I ain't just talking about in church. I'm talking about beyond the church. God uses us in every area of life. You speak to the folk at Food Lion. You're kind. You ain't talking crazy to nobody because they messed up your order. Grubhub person messed up the order. You ain't cuss them out. You gave them a tip anyway. Say, don't worry about it. It's all, it's all, it, we good. Save somebody's life. You don't even know it. Turn somebody's life around. Don't even know it. Don't let the devil will master in making us minimize and trivialize what we do. Oh, that, that's just the church. Don't minimize God's work. Don't minimize who you are as a Christian. Don't minimize who you are as God's people. The CEO ain't got nothing on the usher. The New York Philharmonic don't have nothing on this praise team. Eric Clapton don't got nothing on these brothers. Let nobody hate on the people of God and the work we do here. We are in kingdom business. He's this, he's that. That's good. But I'm a sanctified usher. I sit people down with a smile. I'm a digging in the church. I'm a ursha. I'm on the praise team. I smile. I lead people into the glory of God with a smile on my face. I'm a trustee. I count with honesty. Ain't no embezzlement. Ain't no funny business. Ain't no sticky fingers. We do this for the kingdom. Take a break, somebody. Saints, we're about to celebrate the Lord's Supper. As we prepare to celebrate the Lord's Supper, we do so reverently, we do so cheerfully. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to hear from you. We thank you, God, for all that you've done, all that you're doing, all that you will do. We thank you for this first Sunday where we celebrate the Lord's Supper this holy ordinance, where we partake of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. As we partake of this body and blood of Christ, we do so reverently, we do so cheerfully, we do so examining ourselves, lest we partake of the body and blood in an unworthy manner. Forgive us of our sins, clear our conscience, prick our hearts, challenge us to become who you want us to be and do what you want us to do, even take a break. In Jesus' name, amen. On the night he took the bread, he broke it, he gave thanks and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. 
and we do likewise. After he took the body and blood, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. And we do likewise. Let the church say amen. 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 Take a break. Turn off your phone. Take a break. Go to bed early. Series don't come on again until Tuesday night. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest will it abide with us until we shall meet again. And they went out and they sang a hymn. Come on, choir.
Watch Chapel, good morning. This is your pastor. Happy and blessed July 4th. This is the first Sunday in July. We are preparing to celebrate the Lord's Supper. We are shouting out everybody across our global community, shouting out our international audience, our national audience, our regional audience, shouting out the state of North Carolina, shouting out the triangle, and shouting out the 919 and 984. Let us know where you're tuning in from on this Lord's Day. This is July 4th. Our church office will be closed tomorrow, July 5th, so our staff might celebrate the holiday. We celebrate the Juneteenth and July 4th. I'll talk about that on another day. We want everybody to tune in to our virtual children's nursery today from 11.30 a.m. to 12 noon p.m. Parents, please log in your children through the Children and Youth webpage on our website. Watch Chapel on third Sunday, July 18th, immediately following the 9.30 a.m. worship celebration, we will celebrate our Watch Scholars. We will honor ele elementary school students who have achieved a rating of three or four on grade level standards and middle and high school students who have made the A and AB honor roll for the fourth quarter of this academic year. A copy of your child support card must be emailed to scholarship at watchchapel.org by Tuesday, July 5th at five o'clock p.m. Please include a parent or guardian's name, phone number, and email address on the report card. Please adhere to the deadline. Men of God, men of Watch Chapel, we want you to tune in this upcoming Tuesday night for our monthly men's TNT fellowship. This Tuesday, July 6th at 7 o'clock p.m., please log in through the upcoming events webpage on our website. Watch Chapel, we are kicking off our Word on Wednesday series. We have a summer series that I hope and pray that will be a blessing to your life. We are cover covering holistic, relevant topics. Pastor White is going to kick off on this upcoming Wednesday, Wednesday, July 7th, and we will culminate on Wednesday, August 18th. We want you to invite Lottie, Dottie, and everybody. Make sure we have people tuned in every Wednesday night from 7 o'clock p.m. to approximately 8.15 p.m. Watch Chapel as we seek to play our part